Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, hey, hey. We're back. We're black. We're brown ambition, 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 ambition. Hey, Mandra girl, how you doing? Hey, girl. Well, now that it's cool to be country, I think I'm just going to bring out. I think Mandy, I think Amanda Lee is going to make an appearance okay on this right here now. podcast, y'all, because <laughs> y'all, Queen Bee got me wanting to put on my boots and find a cowboy hat that'll fit this head of hair and hit the two-step and is that what you call it? I don't even know. Girl, you don't want to fuck Poor Usher. Can we just, poor Usher. Do they have beef? Why would she do that to that man? I know. Well, I will say, as far as Twitter her? was concerned, that Twitter, like Usher had like like two million I guess, like impressions or like, mm-hmm. you know, like comments. And she had like about a million. So people are still giving him his due. I mean, Spotify, she's like the one, her songs are top of the charts. You expect after the Super Bowl, by the way, Usher, he slayed. Like it was, yes. I loved it. I had so much fun, which is probably why my hip is really tight today. Cause mm. I was getting down with the elder millennials um, <laughs> at the, at the, at the, at the home we were at. But, um, yeah, he did amazing, but I yeah, I thought, oh, I'm going to spend know. Monday morning, like, you know, listening to old Usher. And no, I spent it memorizing the words to 16 carriages and Texas Hold'em. <laughs> what to say? I know. Beyonce was like, sorry, but I'm going to use the um, the Super Bowl all that attention. Can you imagine yeah. they paid her to do a, a, um, a, um, a commercial? And she was like, yeah. thanks for this $30 million worth of promo. I mean, there's never nothing done half ass. I mean, we saw yeah. her look at the Grammys. I don't know if you saw, but she had on like she's been doing the whole. I mean, obviously, there's been a horse has been the motif of Renaissance mm-hmm. and all that. I had forgotten there were supposed to be three acts, act one, act two, whatever. Oh, so, right. yeah, I had totally forgotten. But um, when she came out and for those I don't know, were you living under a rock? I mean, it's Wednesday. <laughs> you guys should be up on it by now. But at the Super Bowl, what happened was, was it? After the halftime, I think it was just after the halftime show, maybe Mm -hmm. just before. Anyway, Verizon ad comes on. It's all about Beyonce talking about, I'm going to break the internet. At the end of it, she's Mm -hmm. like, drop the new music. They're ready. And literally at the same time, uh, Instagram and X, Twitter start blowing up because she's posted on IG that her new album is coming Mm -hmm. out March 29th. And not just that, but here's two new tracks. And not just that, but here is the sexiest cowgirl, like, (laughs) uh, uh, artwork, photography you're ever going to see. Like, get your lives together. And, you know, forget about this whole football game. 
Like, it's I will say whoever is on her team, whatever that NDA says, it must say we will take your ear, your eye, your tongue. Because yeah. no, nothing ever leaks. Nothing. Your grandchildren will feel our wrath. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Beyonce literally take. Remember, she did the what was that one that she wore? It was it the first one. I think it was it lemonade. Beyonce. It was self self entitled. Oh, Beyonce, where she dropped it and all the videos. So you mean to tell me you recorded? She must mm-hmm. have one of those um. Remember like in uh, Men in Black where they had that little thing that erased your memory? Oh, yeah. Because how is it no extras, no yeah. production, nobody says anything. Beyonce. Not even Gary from Veep. I mean. The- <laughs> Gary from Veep took me out. I don't know if y'all ever watch Veep. Did you ever, if you're not a TV girl, but Veep was the funniest. And Gary mm-hmm. played like the the dorky assistant to Julie, Julie Louis Dreyfus's vice president character. And mm-hmm. the fact that he was next to our queen B, <laughs> I, I just want an interview where he talks about how, like, what, what was that like? And how girl. did Gary from Veep end up in this commercial? Mm. The girls say nothing. A sidebar. Happy Valentine's yeah. day. Oh, is that going to be? Oh, you're right. mm-hmm. If you were a little happy- kid, happy Valentine's, you know, because kids are like, happy Valentine's. <laughs> Meanwhile, I got an email from Remy's daycare. He's all of eight months eight months old. And they're like, here's the class list if you'd like to send in Valentine's. I'm like, no. Do I get at least another year or two before I have to worry about another one of those? Um, and of course, I got ahead of things. I'm looking to my right because somewhere on this shelf are the Valentine's that I bought for Rio's class maybe a couple months ago. And I'm probably going to okay. forget. I need to like find them because you know how you buy stuff in advance. <laughs> <laughs> and then you forget where yes, you put it. Yes. Mm. It's also my grandpa who has been, he passed away in 2007. He would be 95 mm. on the day we were recording Aww. on the 12th. My mom just reminded me. So hi, Papa. Aww. Love you in heaven. Hi, but did you watch the, did you watch the game though? Actually watch the game? Girl, did sorry. you watch any I of it? Come- um, I was grateful to the people. I could not figure out how to watch the Usher show. Cause I was like, who's watching the game? Not me. Because I had just come back from visiting my friend or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so on the way, so I was tired. You know, I was on, traveling. Honestly, that Usher halftime show would have been a good time before you go visit a friend. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> no, I was nice little, like, amuse-bouche, little aphrodisiac. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, I just come back from the weekend. And then, so when I got back, I was like, I'm tired. I thought I was going to go to a Super Bowl party, but I was tired. And I was like, I'll just watch the Usher show. But I could not figure out how to watch it. It was not playing on YouTube. It was not playing. But God bless the people. It was a young woman who set up her phone so I could watch her TV or her laptop. <laughs> And it was me Where, and 20 other people. Yeah, no, on, on Instagram, <laughs> me and 20 other people just get, I said, you are doing the Lord's work. So I'm just in there like, yes, watching a, like you. a video of her video, which it was Come honestly, I'm on. not gonna lie, it was amazing. Cause like, where am I gonna watch it? I'm missing it. It was on Paramount, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know, child. I was clicking all the things. I didn't remember my login to none of my things. I said, you know what? <laughs> you were not prepared. I went, on, I, I went on to Instagram and someone said, I got you. She literally was like, yeah. I'm going to. She was so cute because she was like, although I'm excited, I'm going to try to keep my voice down so you guys can hear. So oh, she, what a you know, gem. I, I mean, a gem of a gem. Aww. So it was just excellent. And I just want to thank her. I don't remember her name, but girl, not all not all um, heroes wear capes. You know, some of them pirate um videos for us to watch. So I'm just mm-hmm. happy about that. 
Well, it was a little chaotic in the beginning because there was so I was like, where's Usher at? He was behind like every performer. Like there was it's so it was so different to Rihanna's show because or sorry, Rihanna, uh, Rihanna's show because everyone was sort of like monotone. It was the white and then she was red. But with Usher, mm-hmm. I'm like, where he at? It's like there's a peacock over there. It's a show girl. That guy's doing backflips and this. The camera's going <laughs> all over the place. But um, he did the damn thing. And uh, by the time Luda came out and mm-hmm. I never in my wildest dreams thought I'd be bouncing my baby on my hip and dancing to turn down for what <laughs> at the same time my, my mind was blown I was like am I in college right now or am I a mom like I don't someone take this baby he can't be mine I was just in college this is crazy <laughs> but the nostalgia for the elder millennials was was so real um, my older sister loved Usher like yes he was everything to her. So we were all very, we were trying to observe this day for Mallory, my older sister, and just like mm. really respect her feelings and make sure that she got her time <laughs> to digest. <laughs> well, what did you think about some of the commercials? The Ghana one? Oh my gosh. I remember, like, wait, what was the Ghana one? Because I saw it like maybe what after it had started and I didn't really know what it was for. So it looked like basically the it. NFL was saying, hey, we're going to be having like uh, football camps in Africa. That's what it looked like. Okay. And so they was like following this little boy who was like playing football all around like his house, but also to the marketplace, one of the largest marketplaces in Accra, Ghana. And like, you know, everybody basically was like, oh, there he goes, Kwesi, just always playing football. But in his mind, he was like playing against some of the best guys in the league. So they were his mm. imaginary friends, but they were really there, you know? Like oh, going okay. up against like, you know, this linebacker, whatever. I don't know the positions. Um, and then afterwards, he like, I guess this dog steals his football and it takes him to this field where he sees people practicing football. Because in Africa, like so many other countries, soccer, a.k.a. their football, is the dominant sport. So he realizes, wow, they're playing football, football. And he's met with this um, Nigerian football player named Osi, who I'm assuming used to be a famous football player and says, I know that look. I remember I had that look, too. We're here in Africa. I'm interested in American football and basically says this is a camp to like get kids and boys ready to play. So oh, it was okay. really, yeah. And that's so many, it was just beautiful to see. Like I saw Bozema, uh, my friend who is an ambassador to, to um, Ghana. Um, and so former CMO of, of Netflix, she was like, how beautiful, how, you know, like literally to hear my language being spoken on the most, um, prominent um, marketing stage in the world, right? You know what I mean? Like, so I just was just really beautiful. It was just a be- really beautifully well done uh, commercial. So that came on. Only reason why I saw it is because Homegirl was like about to cut off. And she's like, wait, let's watch this one commercial together. I, I was, was like, girl, really impressed that you wanted, that you were talking about commercials. It's the only one I saw because barely girl, watched Usher. Girl, Not you being girl like, was- what <laughs> the commercials? So I saw one. Let me go first. Talk about wanting to be the first person to raise your hand in class because like, you read the one chapter. One exactly. I was like, so in the chapter that I read. Chapter one. Um, I believe. <laughs> nah. So yeah. So I mean, because I heard that. I mean, I didn't see it, but I heard that the Kanye commercial was ghetto. And he basically Girl, was like, Girl, I was eat. chasing my children around. I would have just taken them to Abuela's <laughs> house in retrospect, but I was chasing them around. It was a lot. There's a lot of emotions. I have a pandemic baby and y'all who have mm. pandemic boys and girls out there, when they get in a crowd, it's it's hit or miss. It's like either they're <laughs> going to be stuck to you and you can't do anything without them or they're going to be flying free. But um, no, I did. The one that I saw that really like stuck with me was a Dove commercial. Shout mm. out to Dove. They were our partners last year. Will they continue? I don't know. But um, <laughs> they, I mean, you know, but they did a uh, this really 
um, this really, I don't know, what's the word? It was, it was heart, it was touching, but it was also like really sad. And it was about young girls and how, um, because of body confidence issues, because young girls don't like the way that they look or they're self-conscious about their bodies, they drop out of sports at such a huge rate. Mm. It was like a 12-year-old cliff or something. Mm. Um, and I think the Dove angle is that they're going to be doing like body confidence. I mean, that's always been their, their thing yeah. is about loving your body. But this picture of this 12-year-old little girl in a swimsuit looking at herself in the mirror, and I'm like ain't that a damn thing like I know it was like it, of course I went through that as a kid I remember girl I wasn't swimming but I was in the marching band and even yeah. I I was like I can't wear shorts to the practice because mm. my legs look you know fat or whatever <sighs> and it's just yeah that made me sad and I thought it was really yeah. poignant that's the word poignant kind of like punch you in the gut kind of commercial but um it's other so than that I was chasing them babies so like we're so conscious and like honestly there's so much money that's made out of our self-deprivation and self-consciousness about how we look, you know, mm -hmm. it's big business. Like, so, um, Amelia, my niece, she's six. The other day she, she like begged her mom. I want you to, I want you, she used to say, I want hair like Auntie Edda. So y'all know I have locks. So Amelia has natural mm -hmm. hair and her mom puts it like cute little braids and barrettes and stuff. And she was like, Oh, I want, I want a hair like Auntie Edda. So her mom would twist it and she would call it, look, I got Auntie Edda hair. Cause, mm. um, Adochi is my African name and they call me Auntie Edda. And so, but then like a, like a mother so go, she said, mommy, I want straight hair. And she's like, oh, you want your hair like Auntie Edo? She's like, no. Mm. So I was like, oh, no. She said she wants her hair. Because she asked my, her mom, how come my hair doesn't fall down? And I remember thinking oh, that. Oh, baby you know. girl. My little and brother she, asked me that when he was, oh, it's a joke to this day, but it was quite sad. I know. I was and like, she, I was like my hair go down? Yes. And then she was just like, because she goes to a school. <sighs> In the North Ward of Newark, which is largely Hispanic, like um, it's about 80% Hispanic, right? So it's great mm -hmm. because her accent is perfecto, okay? Her best friend, Alina, is from DR. And so like, they just, you know, mm -hmm. we love that for her. But then she, I realized that meanwhile, Newark, which is so black, but here, this one school, she's kind of othered, you know? Obviously, yeah. not the kids are not telling her. She didn't say anybody made fun of her. She's just observing, looking mm -hmm. around and saying, hey, I look different. And she never had a problem before because, you know, it was like the people I'm around, they look like me. Um, and so um, my sister, yeah. you know, she was begging and begging and begging. So she bought one of these like straightener things, but she hasn't used them yet. And um, the other day, she actually, my sister like wears her hair in these like really cute twists. Um, and so she did that for her. And she was so nervous to go to school because she thought that the, the kids would make fun of her. But she came back mm. swinging them twists, honey. Everybody <laughs> loved it. And we were like, woof. There we go. Everybody you loved know? it. Alina told her, oh, my God, you look just like your mom. And so I said, Alina understood the assignment. We're like, yes, mm. girl. Thank Support. you. Support. I, I know. And so I we're mean, hoping that, you know, I get it. Because I had straight hair for a little while. And then I came back yeah. to my natural state. And it's part of like, I wish it wasn't part of kind of like this navigating toward accepting yourself and mm -hmm. but it's just it was just hard to hear like how come my hair doesn't go down because I remember because my hair grows out like yours Manny it just grows out yeah. it doesn't you know doesn't fall and I mean now as with locks you know but yeah it just made us say like oh how much money is made out of the self-consciousness meanwhile she's six well, I think it's about there's a curiosity that kids have. And I yes. think our our and there's so much pressure on parents to like say the exact right thing. And then the next yeah. thing you know, you see on IG, some parenting experts like if you say this, you're a fucking awful parent. <laughs> um, I'm like, well, I just said it yesterday and got him to bed on time. But um, <laughs> there's a curiosity that they are going to have about their hair, their skin, their bodies. And I think if we approach it as, you know, your hair 
is naturally this way, but look at all the amazing things it can do because it can be straight. It can do all these. Our, our hair is so versatile. And if there's an uh, appreciation of it as one of the many things that the hair can do, dang it, I don't have a little, I'm not raising girls, I'm raising boys. Rio yeah. already says, mama, my hair, my curls popping. <laughs> and when I blow my hair out, he doesn't like, he's like, mama, why your hair, why your curls not popping? <laughs> I love that. I he love doesn't that. know what it means. He's just so sincere. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I think that's, you know, I think it's totally natural, but yes. I think it's like, it's how we say that. And I have the yes. perfect book for, for Mimi. Um, why, where did that come from? Do you guys call her Mimi? Yeah, we do. Cause I call Am her I millions, but Mimi. No, we do. Okay, call her I don't Mimi. know why. Mm -hmm. Maybe mm -hmm. you said it before. I don't know her that well, but <laughs> I mean, but I read, I actually raised a hand to read a book at, I sent you a picture, right? In my little yes. preschool moment. I, I went to the library, got some books to read for Rio's pre-K pre class for Black History Month. And uh, one of them that I didn't read because I checked out four books and his teacher was like, girl, you better pick one. Because one thing these kids are not going to do is do four books. One of them was called Princess Hair. Okay. It was a beautiful book. And it's like, um, girls with kinks love to think. And girls, maybe I shouldn't have started with that example because it sounds weird. Girls with curls like to twirl. And it's like all the different mm. natural hairstyles. Um, and like a celebration of all those different okay. ways our hair can look. And there's like, if you, the way that I went to the library and I sat down and the librarian um, she was a white woman, but I sat down, told her what I was looking for. And I just sat there at my little table in the kitty section reading <laughs> books. And she just kept bringing me over like a like a waitress, Aww. like, here's more, here's more. There's so many great books with like so much representation of skin colors and hair textures. And, you know, I think if we are like really intentional about it, this generation, this, this, these kids generation is going to grow yeah. up so much more loving themselves, I hope anyway. Yeah. I think so. I mean, like I said, she, she's got her like these faux locks twist things that's super cute that her mom does for herself. And she's mm -hmm. loving that. I mean, like swinging them. I'm like, okay. So, and to your point, if, if she wants to get it straightened, she can certainly, we can certainly do that temporarily. Just like, this is just another style, mm -hmm. not better, not worse, just another way that your hair can be. Um, just let her learn about humidity after that. And why yeah, you just don't girl, mess with poof. it. I I'm saying, can you, you can tell the weather by my hair, right? It's going to be humid, y'all curls are out <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it just goes to show like it's so social media sometimes you just need a break because we're oh, all yeah. susceptible to i can't tell you how much stuff i have bought oh my gosh i would say i should just do like i should do like a, a spreadsheet of like things i was influenced to buy i suspect it's at least a thousand dollars worth of stuff last year instagram is the new mall i mean it's like window shopping is scrolling on ig Yes. It's, and it's, and it knows me. I'm just like, yeah, I would like those shoes. You're, <laughs> you are correct. And yes, last year I did take advantage of this buy one, get one sale. So mm -hmm, thanks for bringing me the link back. <laughs> and you know what I really love though? I mean, this, I'm so terrible because there might be a store that I know I'm not ready to buy anything now, but I'm like, oh, I like it. So I will click on it just so they know, continue to influence me. Now. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> now we know how to work the AI, you know, like we're, yes. we're on the algo. Like I once did that for husband. I got his, I got a hold of his phone. And I uh -huh. looked for a lot of relationship content, like how to be a better husband. And I was liking and saving and liking and saving. And he's like, did you touch my phone? Something is wrong with <laughs> He knew immediately. I'm like, this is not, oh my goodness. Yeah, it, it's hard for the wallet. It really, really is. Um, so y'all are on watch for like spring break and traveling because now it's a season. Everyone's like booking up. Uh -huh. um, protect your coins at all costs. Yeah. Remember what you value. Remember, I'm a yes. giant hypocrite because I am going 
the Dominican Republic for a wedding. And I did spend too much on a dress for the wedding because I, you know. Did you, did you get the one new. from the, from Offrey off or whatever? You got something different or? Somebody oh, me they like, didn't. Ha- yeah. So it's been really challenging to find a formal dress for the beach, um, especially in my size because I'm not like I, I need, you know. And what I love about the, what was the place you, Offrey? What's it called? Offrey something like Offrey, Offrey, yeah. And where, they're it, Kenyan or where are they? Yeah, it's an African brand, but I don't know. African like, brand. Girls, yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah, beautiful yeah. clothes. But with my timeline, like I, yeah, I didn't find anything in my size that I like there, but we'll see. But the point is, the internet is just taking our dollars at yes. all times. They say um, TikTok literally is like every third or fourth, fourth like video or whatever is an ad. Mm-hmm. It's not more than well, that. Well, now even Target is doing a storefront for influencers. You know how on TikTok it's like mm. links are in my Amazon storefront yeah. and everyone's, you know, getting those affiliate dollars and now Target is mm-hmm. rolling it out too. You know, one thing, tie it back to Super Bowl ads, is there was a, a notable uh, absence from these year, this year's ads was NFT and crypto content, which was like... <laughs> Yeah, crypto. Wait, they don't have it in the crypto stadium. No, it was in Vegas. But anyway, crypto and NFT ads were all over the place the past couple of Super Bowls. But no, it was crickets from mm. the uh, crypto bros <laughs> on the marketing team. <laughs> They're like, maybe we're going to read the room. <laughs> yeah, maybe people know too much now. <laughs> what else is there? Anything else buzzing? Well, I don't, you know, I, I, we, I think you and I were chatting like um, last week how so many businesses, it's like this thing that's like not being said, like uh, explicitly so many businesses, but not just businesses, people. 2023 mm. was a really hard financial year. Why is people not talking about it? Like, I mean, certainly I've seen some people, but there was an article that I read. It was like about how many small businesses actually went out of business in 2023. But I can see it myself. I like got people who I follow who've been in business for years, went out of business 2023 or have mm. just been expressing how it was like a total shit show. Um, but I also have friends who were looking for jobs eight months, a year. I'm like, mm. what? And you and I were kind of chatting and maybe we could just chat. So, you know, like wh- I, there doesn't seem, usually when a trend like this happens, you know, you're seeing it on CNN and CNBC and da, 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 da. But I feel mm. like there's not this consensus like, there was this really bad financial trend where people were having a really hard time in the business sector, but also in the corporate sector. And here's what what we saw happen. I feel like it was kind of mums the word. It's all this is just kind of like me just observing. Like at first you just think like, wow, I'm having a bad year. Then I talked to one friend mm-hmm. and another and another and a sister and a brother. And I'm like, wait. And then I saw like one article on it and I thought, what was that? What was 2023? And why were we all having such a hard time financially? Well, it's important, I think, just the question to reflect on last year, because you as a business owner learning from trends, and it may not be that you made a mistake, but like what you were your services, your products, like the consumer sentiment was different, like they weren't Mm -hmm. ready to spend on that type of service. And I think the risk is like, if you if you pivot too quickly, because something isn't working, Mm -hmm. um, then maybe what you had is great for when the cycle, when this dip is over, whenever the, you know, people are not wanting to spend their dollars in this way, they're feeling more frugal or they're spending so much more money at the grocery store. And it's like, am I going to get bread and eggs, which are really expensive? Or am I going to spend on this? Like, but your services are still good. Maybe your funnel, you know, or the customer journey is still good. But Mm. if you scramble, I don't know if you've heard this as well, but like, I know for me, I made some choices in 2023 
out of a reaction to like, oh, that's not working anymore. I'm going to change and like try mm-hmm. this instead um, and change the price here and make this free where I used to charge for it. And I don't know that I necessarily had to, but mm-hmm. it felt like something that I, you know, I was like, well, I'll just pull this lever here and see what happens. Mm-hmm. But I didn't luckily because I was on maternity leave and in pregnant delirium for a lot of the year and then postpartum delirium. I didn't fiddle too much with my business. And okay. um, that might have actually helped me because I, I almost feel like sometimes and you, you know, you've been in this longer than me and you um, have clearly talking to talk to a lot of people about it but i feel like in business sometimes it's almost like treat it like an index fund a little bit mm. like once you have the infrastructure set up sort of like ride the ups and downs but stay true to what's worked for you or double down maybe on um, some core offers rather than like mm-hmm. adding new stuff and i was i was texting with um mark russell do you know mark from better wallet he was on the show, um, but I think it was when you were gone. Yeah. Well, I know. I don't know him personally, but like I follow him. Mm-hmm. He loves you. You're like his idol. But anyway, <laughs> um, but Mark and I were texting and I was like, yeah, so how was 2023 for you? I've heard that it's been rough. And he said, actually, I've had, I had a great 2023. Mm. Um, I got rid of a lot of extra stuff that I had been adding and just focused on my core mm. offer. Okay. And he had a really strong year. So okay, I don't know. That's just what I... Yeah. And I'll say this too, like um, one of the things, one of the most difficult parts of business is knowing when the, because, so for example, we think of um, um, Blockbuster and what their core offer was. When is it time? You know, because it's like, you know, you don't want to pivot too late because there is no business that's doing the exact same thing it was doing 20, 30, 40 years ago. It's like, you know, so I would say like, for example, maybe the core offer for Blockbuster is we deliver movies and they needed to pivot to delivering movies in a different way, you know? Yeah. And then they waited too long and Netflix was like, wah, wah, nah, nah, boo-boo, you know, gotcha, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so, yeah, that's the part. It was like, I was just talking to um, someone on my team earlier today, like, I don't want to do bad good. Meaning like there are some offers that we have that I feel like it's, they're expired now. We've been doing it for like eight years. So it's a... It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's not a bad product inherently, but it's just not the audience is just not, this is not where they're wanting. This is not what they're wanting. So it's right. quote unquote bad, but it's like, we're really good at doing it. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, yeah, but to what end, <laughs> you know? And yeah. so that's the thing. That's the struggle. It's a well-oiled too. It's like, machine. Yes. And so, you know, because you like, you don't want to get stuck in that, like, uh, so it, there, that is the struggle of like, you don't want to just be pivoting. Cause I've seen businesses like that. I have. Mm-hmm. come up with people that when I first started the budgetista, they had one thing that they were doing. And then two years in, they did something else. And two years in, and I'm still doing the budgetista financial education. And they're like, I should have yeah. stuck with the thing. So to your point. That's what I was kind of trying mm-hmm. to get at. Yeah, exactly. You know? Not that you don't want to try and evolve, mm-hmm. but that you sort of trust that it takes time. Yes. To be sticky and to. Yes. And maybe yeah. what it is, is that this is your core thing and you just get different with how you deliver it. Mm-hmm. So if I'm a financial educator, it's like, oh, there's books. Oh, but there's also courses. Oh, but there's also spokesperson work. Oh, it's also speaking it. So mm-hmm. I have pivoted in how I deliver the core thing, which is financial education. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just something else. And the truth is that's just the nature of business. Like there's no such thing as we did it, Joe. Like, mm-hmm. and you just stay there. Like, even if you had an amazing year, well, the next year is a new year. And it's like, girl, we have different requirements. You have to pivot and change and grow and and edit and add and 
And so that's the thing. Like sometimes I see people in business and they're like, oh, I must not be good at this. I'm like, no, this is actually what it looks like. It, like think about like raising kids, right? It's not like, whew, we did it. Wasn't last year great? It's like, uh, Rio's like, uh, still growing. Yeah, so there's more this year. You had a good year yeah. with me last year. This year's the year that um, I decide I no longer like vegetables. It's like, wait, what? You still love vegetables? I changed my mind. <laughs> Why do kids do that, right? You're like, but you loved corn. They're like, that was yesterday. Matter of fact, that was this morning. You're late. <laughs> I don't know what screw got put in the wrong place in Rio's whole brain, but he loves broccoli. There's times where I'm begging what? him, eat the hot dog. <laughs> no. Eat it. Get the protein. Really? He's like, I just want the broccoli. I oh, my God. I can't tell you. I'll take credit for it. But I'm like, I and I'm listening to myself like, shut up and let him have the broccoli. <laughs> like, let him get the nutrients now. But um, yeah, so if you're, yeah, whether you're in business. Oh, you asked about um, like the nine to five, you know, the job yeah. search. Actually, my sister, uh, if she don't mind me putting her business out, she won't. <laughs> she works in healthcare. I think I've talked about it before. And um, she works in healthcare for a huge healthcare system in the Midwest. And uh, she has really been struggling because she'll get to like the final round of interviews again and again and again and then lose out and not get picked. And I was ready to like, I was like, give me your manager's phone number because I want to call them. I need to call them up and be like, why are you wasting this talent? Why aren't you guys like recognizing this? What's going on? Because she has everything you want, right? And finally, she got some feedback that I thought was really enlightening. And also, if you have, if you're struggling in the job market, it's one thing for my sister because she, you know, has jobs within her medical system. So she has mm. access to ask people for feedback in a way that some people don't if you've ever really just talked to a recruiter um, and you're not a part of the company. But nonetheless, Asking for that feedback and if they're generous enough to provide you some can be insightful and can put you at ease. And for my sister, the feedback was, you know, we had 50 plus candidates, mm -hmm. good candidates, qualified on paper candidates yeah. for this role. And you made the top three and ultimately went with someone who had been doing this role, which kind of pisses me off because like, how are people going to get a chance? Anyway, went with a safer option of someone who had, you know, the yeah. exact experience somewhere else. And I do think the difference is few, you know, the job market is like yes. stronger in some ways, but it's more of a balance toward the employer. And especially in these hot, and it was a yes. remote job. It had these bells and whistles. And I'm like, everyone's looking for these yes. juicy opportunities. And I think there's just more, folks out there who are qualified. Yes. And in my sister's case, I was like, Mallory, you got to stop banging your head against the wall thinking, you know, I'm not good, uh, good enough. I'm like, you need an advocate who knows you're good enough yes. and can get you over this experience hurdle because yes. that is what's holding back. Not, I won't, she's not holding herself back, but yes. if you're, if you're her manager right now, if you're in a hiring position, I need y'all to listen up. There are people like my sister who have the talent and no shade to the person who got the job, like kudos to them. But how many people are you missing out on who would be so loyal? Not that loyalty should be celebrated entirely, but when you hire someone, you give them a shot. When you say, I see your potential, mm -hmm. you create such a great like vibe, such a great mentality from that one employee to join your team, like they're going to be all in. They're going to be so grateful because you took a chance on them. They get to prove themselves and they're going to be stickier. You know, turnover is something you think about as a hiring manager. Mm -hmm. And for me, I would look for people who weren't perfectly on paper, the person that I was looking for, but who could get there, who had enough experience. And I could tell just needed like a chance, like needed an opportunity, needed someone to say, oh, you can do this. You know, and if we don't have enough leaders thinking that way, then 
you you end up, I feel like, with people who are going to be job hopping mm. and going from one offer to the next, which is not mm. bad. But for an employer, you want it people is. who are going to stick around and grow, you know, and that made me very frustrated for her, but also wanting her to be more i mean she already is she's doing an amazing job like making sure that her managers 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 know that she's looking and that she's interested in a new opportunity and that she's been really frustrated by what's been happening with these other opportunities kind of slipping through her grasp and until one of them which i think she's finally getting through their thick skulls Mm. starts to look at where can we put her Mm. or how can we move her to the top you know like that's what it's going to take in a lot of cases um so those that relationship building becomes a lot more important than necessarily the resume that's what i'm hearing more because i i think it was a cnbc article they said that like um they asked like a bunch of hiring managers what's happening they're like well last year or or the year before 2022 when we would put out a job there might be say 40 people that apply. And the guy was like a video and the guy's like now within half an hour, 400 people have applied. Mm. So to your point, there is a, there's, I mean, you're at least 10 of them are going to be excellent. Mm -hmm. And he said, what, what they're, what they're seeing is the people who are getting the job have an internal advocate to your point. Like I think about my friends most recently, Yeah. yeah, my friends most recently who've gotten jobs, someone internally has come in because I'm looking around, I'm like, okay, there's 400 people, obviously no. But 10 of these people are great. But if one of them has a friend who's excellent, who works here, who says you really should consider such and such, that mm-hmm. makes me makes it easier because they're like, well, you're good and you're suggesting yeah. them because now you're putting your job on the line. You know, yep. so now I, you have this internal advocate. So all of my friends recently that have gotten new jobs, there has been an internal advocate or some sort of external advocate that knows somebody internally that mm-hmm. allows them to get over the last hump. So, you know, that's the thing. It really is like you got to know somebody. And so you really should be, I know, Mandy, you've said this so many times before here on the show, but also to your Mandy Moneymakers, is that like, let people know you're looking. Let mm-hmm. your friends, your friends, friends, your friends, like let them make the phone call and reach out and you should get such yeah. and such. She's amazing. So yeah, I know this is advice that you give a lot too. Brag on yourself. And I'll give it again till I'm blue in the face because it's, it's still hard. And it's one thing because we're so good at advocating for others. Women, I'm talking about women of color in general, like we love to cheer each other on, but when it comes time for us to need something, it is really hard. I see it every day, you know, mm-hmm. uh, two Mandy Moneymakers recently were let go. And mm-hmm. I hopped on a call with them to kind of talk them through the severance agreement and stuff. And um, one of them was like, you know, should I post it on LinkedIn? Like, should I let people know? She was feeling the shame of it, you know, because she had been through my coaching really active on LinkedIn and sharing her wins. And I was like, oh, hell mm-hmm. yes, you need to. But you own mm-hmm. the story when you post about it. You yes. own the story in terms of I've been let go, but. Here's what I've accomplished in the last, you know, one and a half years that I've been here. And now I'm looking, I can't wait to bring this value to another team. And when I tell you she already has an interview with one of her top companies. Yes. I was, I was like, yeah, (laughs) yes. (laughs) Because someone, yes, because someone saw her post who knew the head of HR. Mm -hmm. She didn't know the head of HR. But someone she knew was connected to them. And so when they posted on her com- or comments and on her post, that HR person, it showed up in their feed. And I'm like, this is why we be out there on the LinkedIn yes. streets, okay? Sharing and as uncomfortable as it is. Yeah, vulnerability can can pay off in that way. I love that. Should we take a break so we could do brown boost, brown break? We haven't done one in so long. Oh, I got to think of something. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back in black for more. 
Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 BA fam. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. That's incredible. This is according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 150 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Okay, it's smart. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Just go to Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire. You need Indeed. Do you ever have subscriptions that you forget about? I did. Mm-hmm. Do you have a hard time canceling those subscriptions because they seem tricky or time consuming? Raise your hand. I know it's you. Okay. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Yes. I can see all my subscriptions in one place. And if I see something I don't want, I cancel it with a tap. I've never had to get on the phone with customer service in order to do so. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Okay. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Brown Ambition. That's rocketmoney.com slash Brown Ambition. Rocketmoney.com slash Brown Ambition. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're back and now it's time to boost up, break up, boost up, break up, boost up, break up. Mm. Are you going to boost? Mm-hmm. Are you going to break? What you going to do? Mm-mm-mm. What you going to do? I'm going to boost. Um, I'm trying to think what I'm going to boost. Okay, so I have this opportunity where 
Um, I get to contract out if you live in the tri-state area, especially New Jersey. Um, I'm going to be doing this like two-year summer program, all things personal finance for elementary, middle school, and high school, right? And so okay. I get to hire other financial educators. I love that, you know? Um, and so I'm just like, you know, so... I'm actually going to put it out there. You know, go ahead on and in in contact me. You can sign to my DMs or just email me, Tiffany at the Budgetista. That I'm so glad that I'm in a space now where I get to pass on opportunities. So um, if you're a financial educator, if you have a curriculum, um, it doesn't have to be K through 12, but if you have an elementary school curriculum and then a high school clipper or middle school, either one of those three or all three all together. And especially if you are open to teaching that curriculum in person, it would be in New Jersey. Let a sister know because I'm going to be hiring because I got this great opportunity and I get to bring on a team. And I'm like, I don't want to do all the work myself. I much mm-hmm. rather slide some coins on to y'all. So that's my boost that the opportunity to be able to um, put on other people and just the gratefulness that these things come to me. And then I can share them as well. So like I said, if you if that sounds like you mm-hmm. or somebody you know, go ahead and share. Now, here's the thing. I got to make a choice by the end of the month. So if you're listening to this like 10 years from now, bye, too late. Um, you get an extra, yeah, you get an extra day. <laughs> yeah. So I say days, <laughs> February 20, what is it, the 29th? Mm-hmm. Is that, okay, yeah. So February 29th, because I got to make my decision um, by March 5th. So I'm going to, at the end of the 29th, I'm not making, I, I'm not taking any, on any new folks. So, so yeah. So if you're interested, email me Tiffany at the budgetista.com and um, yeah. And just tell me, yes, I have a curriculum or yes, I have a curriculum and I want to teach or whatever. Um, and then mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see. I mean, cool. I mean, extra Well, you're, this is Brown Ambition. Everyone is welcome. I'll just say everybody's welcome. Brown Ambition. <laughs> what? <laughs> We got it. <laughs> I thought this show was all about just saying the thing. Listen. I know. But I'm not sure if I'm People allowed to. Color. Like, yes. I, ideally, because you could be working with, with, with children of color. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Oh, so that, that sounds like an be... amazing opportunity, too. Yeah. And just like, I don't know. I, it takes a lot out of you. To, I, was, I spent 20 minutes with like some four-year-olds reading a book to them. And the energy. <laughs> I went. I was trying to. I really was bringing out my inner Tabitha Brown. And it was a lot of fun. But I, the way I needed a nap Girl. after that, my introverted self. Mm. It's not. Preschool teacher is not for the faint of heart, child. It's a if lot of fun. you're an introverted school teacher for little kids, <laughs> how does that and then you got to go home and my, his teacher has like three kids of her own. Can you imagine? Mm. God bless. I, I went right to her Amazon wish list and I stocked her up. I'm like, <laughs> let me get you some things <laughs> to distract them. Right, because they got to love on their baby, your babies and yeah. love on their, and they, and they just be loving on them. Because I used to, I mean, I love my kids. Mm. Like there was nothing I wouldn't give yeah. them. I'm like, oh, baby girl, I'm gonna get you that. Do you want what? And so, but I'm, I couldn't even make it all the way home. There used to be a Walmart parking lot where I would, it was, my house is a 40, like a 40 minute drive home. 20 minutes in, I'm like, can't make it. I used to pull into the parking lot, the secret little spot I used to park and take a nap, a 30 minute Aww. nap to make it the rest. That's how time Yes. I, I mean, that's just safe driving. You know, it's very responsible. But <laughs> if there, I've never is. felt more. Yeah, I see. I see you. And I have been that person yes. in the parking lot of BJ's. I'm not going to tell you all the spot. 
The trick is don't go to the back of the parking lot though, because that's where the weirdos hang out. Yes. No, you need to go okay. to the front. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna do I wanna do a little boost for the book that I did end up reading in okay. Rio's classroom. It was such a beautiful book. It was called A Computer Called Catherine. Oh. So it's about Catherine Johnson. Um, the mathematician who, you know, the whole movie about her, Taraji mm -hmm. P. Henson played her in Hidden Figures. And it's such a lovely book. Um, I'm going to figure out the author. Beautifully illustrated. The story mm. is so cute. Perfect for kids. I was a little stressed about, like, how do I... I, I want to go in there and read a story. I don't want to tell them about Black History Month. Like, they're four mm. years old. You know, I'm not trying to. But I did talk about how we all have different skin colors and how sometimes, in the, or in the past, if you had different skin colors, you'd be treated differently. People didn't want you to go to school. And, you know, I was like, and everyone started holding up their little hands and like, I have peach skin. I have tan skin. I have brown. It was so cute. <laughs> Rio's like, me. <laughs> I, I saw the picture. I was like, I know he's like, my yeah. mom's at school. The way he kept trying to interrupt me, I was like, you know, <laughs> like, yes, mom, I know. <laughs> All right, though, a computer called Catherine. It is by Suzanne Slade with illustrations by Veronica Miller Jameson. Just a beautiful book. So if you're looking for a good and what I loved is it's about a woman of color. His class is 11 girls, five boys. The estrogen is on another level. I don't know if four year olds have that yet. But anyway, um, so I just loved it's a great example of. And, you know, a girl who's into math and all that. Let me do a boost for that. Mm, okay. Let me do a boost for... Mm, <laughs> do I go, like, funny or do I go serious? Um, I'll go serious. So Tiff knows because I talked to you there today. And I'll try to do it a lot quicker than the winding conversation I trapped Tiffany into last week. But my mindset, I've been working on a new mindset about motherhood and business owner and author. And the, the very simple way to describe it is like, I've spent a lot of time or I, I find myself kind of getting into like resentful mindsets, like where I resent the lack of time I have. And I, you know, I feel like time is, con it's my anxiety, right? Time is constantly chasing me down. I'm, I'm trapped between two walls and, you know, the, a daytime, like a day for me is after the kids are dropped off at school and when I have to pick them up and it feels like I'm in Indiana Jones and the walls are kind of, and the clock is ticking and I'm just getting squished and there's not enough time to do all the things I want to do. And I could do so much more if I just had more time, blah, 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 blah. Well, one thing that has really just like clicked for me in the past week has been this, space of appreciation and gratitude for the the children I have for the life I have and for the ability that I have to do the things like to do the mom stuff to do the go to Rio school and read to him and you know take Remy a new outfit when he has a blowout diaper and he's run through all of his spare clothes <laughs> and to kind of accept and appreciate and just shift from I have to do these things there's not enough time to I am able, I get to do these things. And I'm taking that approach, not just to the the home stuff, but my my work life. You know, I was talking to my publisher, um, Krishan at Hachette. Shout out to Krishan. And uh, I went to their offices and it was so cool to see the office. I mean, eight-year-old me was just singing. I was so happy just to be that in that space. And I was like, I don't feel like I have to write this book. I feel like I get to write this book what a privilege. I get to write this book. I get to spend time creating content that can help people because 
somehow I get to do this business and I get to do a podcast with you that helps pay the mortgage, you know, like I get to do these things and it sounds real simple, but I feel like I lost that, that gratitude mindset and I found it again. And I have been totally, my husband's like, what's, what's different? I'm like, I worked on myself. I stopped expecting other people to fix, you know, my struggles and just like change my mindset. And it's, really, really working. So if that sounds like you and it sounds like something that you're struggling with, um, if in a, it's, it's frustrating to hear, but sometimes it has to start with you and the way that you were thinking about things and how much that's causing the stress and the anxiety. And I, I can't wait to tell my therapist about it. She'll probably be so proud. <laughs> um, no, but, but you know, we talked about that perspective is so, because remember I said, told you that when Made Whole came out, I was so stressed. I was mm. so overwhelmed and so I didn't want to do it. I'm not going to lie. I was like, I mean, I wanted to, I wanted the workbook to be out there to help people, but I didn't want to market it. And I thought like, oh my God, it's too much. Um, but then when Geek or Money came out two years prior, girl, it was way more. I mean, I did like 80 podcasts, like every show you can imagine. And I didn't feel overwhelmed. Did I feel like it was a lot of work, but I was having such a good time. Remember I, I came up here excited and and I said, what was the difference? It was the perspective. One, Jarrell was still here. I did not realize that when Made Whole came out, he passed away in November, November 16th, and Made Whole came out November 21st. I didn't give grief enough credit that I didn't realize that I was, that time of year was hard. I didn't, honestly, I was like, what's wrong with you, Tiffany? That like, girl, why did you have this book come out in November? You know, because that doesn't make sense. You know, because I was heavily grieving, but did not know that I was, because I was like, oh, it's been two years. Of course, I know I'm always going to grieve, but I didn't realize that, I didn't know that grief could have a heavier weight during times of year. I guess I just always felt like you're just always grieving. It's like, no, there are times of year that it's greater than others. So I say all that to say that my perspective was these two books, one that was way more work, didn't feel like work, and one that was way less, felt like too much work because of my perspective. So absolutely, it's the internal work, you know, that it's like how you see and feel a thing is how it shows up for you externally. And knowing that I'm more mindful, like, are there any other trigger days, like our anniversary, his birthday, like, let me be mindful, like, girl, like, if you're feeling heavy, and you're like, I don't know what's wrong, you know, like, oh, this could be the reason. And so I love that, that you're realizing that, like, okay, that this internal work you know, my perspective will shift how I see and how I navigate the world. And you don't ever want to be right about the wrong thing. You ever see somebody who's like, well, everything just sucks. It's like, well, why would you want to win that battle? That life is terrible. I don't want to win mm -hmm. that battle. I don't want to, um, as Monique. Yeah, I just didn't like the way my, it was bad. It was just, yeah. you're like dragging yourself down. Yeah. It's like you argue for yeah. your own limitations. That's what this woman told me mm -hmm. once. It was a life-changing sentiment. I was going back and forth where I was like, oh, this is not working. The business is not doing so good. And she was like, well, why don't you try this? I was like, no, that's not going to work. Why don't you try No, that's not going to work. She said, oh, I get it. I'm not doing this with you. You're arguing for your own limitations. I was like, what? That's exactly what I've been doing. <laughs> I was like, what? The house is always dirty. It's just going to be dirty. Yes. Like, it doesn't matter if I clean it. Now I live in a dirty house and I'm a dirty person. And no one, you I know. mean, and she's like, why would you want to win that war? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you win. You're right. Life sucks. surrendered. Yes. And so when you realize, I'm like, I don't want to argue for, I don't want to win if I'm arguing for less of a life for myself. Why would I want to mm -hmm. win that? And so I'm like, mm -hmm. no, we're not doing that, Tiffany. No. So I love that. So I just say all that, that to say that yeah. I love that. As I mop the floor, I'm like, 
this might be a little too far. I'm like, I'm so grateful I have a floor. Yeah. And look at this house that we bought and let's take some pride in it. <laughs> and Girl. Like, and also to the fact that yeah. I don't think we, we take for granted the fact that you can walk, you can see, you can hear, you can. Yes. You know what I yeah. mean? Like there's so much that like, you know, we, I think about that all the time. I have friends who have trouble walking, mm-hmm. you know, I have friends who have trouble seeing, like they're like, I'm slowly losing my sight. I have friends who, you know what I mean? And it's just like, wow, we take for granted a thing until that thing is not there. Can I just and say so. for the record, I'm really grateful for my left hip. Because she is very creaky and I need her to last me another like 50 years. And I'm like, baby girl, we like need to work on this. I want to help you. Uh-huh, well, I will say kids. that if you have knees, so if you have a, a treadmill, walking backwards helps to actually strengthen your knees because that helps. My knees were creaky. I said, uh-uh, girl, no, Everything sir. is weak. My body is. I need to do heavy weight lifting. It is, yes, I need to. But jumping rope helps too, you know, with the, with um, with bone density, just so you know. I did go through a jump rope phase. Remember yeah, remember we did, we did, we did. <laughs> I love that you said my jumper. I was looking at my it's jumper somewhere. the other day. It was looking oh, at me like, is. girl. I see it. Yes. I I like, you know, I told myself, I said, let me get my osteoporosis, um, anti-osteoporosis on and get my jumper. Listen, if you want to rock with us into our 40s and 50s, they're going to have a lot of perimenopausal osteoporosis, bone density chatter. And y'all welcome to come along. Come okay. along. Because as a as a Tara that Brown calls it, Perry, she's like, child, why ain't y'all telling me about Perry? Got I me over here her. sweating, not sleeping through the night. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. No, but you I, I cross love that, that bridge she, so that I can follow behind. So she, I love that do. she's normalizing. I'm like, oh, is that Perry? I don't know if I'm in Perry. I guess I got to ask my doctor. I don't think so, but you never know. You never Lord know. have mercy. But we're going to yeah. see you guys on Friday for BAQA. Mm-hmm. We thank you for rocking with us, you know, from single girls out and about to merry girls in the house to mamas to mm. Lord Creaky Omo hips, Perry Millennials. <laughs> We're going to be the nurse oh. at home like, hey, y'all. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what's my name again? What day is it? Where are we? <laughs> I want to hear it. It's time for the VA. <clears throat> QA. <laughs> Baby, roll my ass in the tank over here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. On Friday. Talk to you later. Bye. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.